Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy Dante Credo here with my fam in the building. Peshaw, what it do, baby? What's up, what's up, what's up, man? Still fly, still blessed. You know what it is, man. We know what it is. KT, what's going on, sis? Hey. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. She told us before that it's, it's the Bonnet Chronicles, so you know, ain't no telling what's about to what's about to I pop wash, off today. So I washed my hair. So listen, no. you know now you, you know is is I equate the bonnet to the Black Air Force ones. It's like when you got the bonnet on, like the Black Air Force ones, you know you letting people know that you with all the smoke. So I just I just get that vibe. So like when the bonnet goes on, that that means the pistols are drawn. Like just walk on eggshells, do what you need to do to stay out the way because you're liable to get your muffin cap peeled back blue. <laughs> and, uh, and so you need to act accordingly. So you know that's that's all I'm saying. So y'all just beware, listeners, beware. But um. I'm doing all right. I, I have to uh, confess a couple of things. I, um, oh, Lord. I, I've experienced a little bit of karma <clears throat> indirectly, but mm. uh, uh, karma nonetheless. So mm-hmm. a few podcasts ago, I, I was being racist and. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get the cancel part out the way. Uh, kind of. But uh, a few podcasts ago, I was being racist when I was saying that only white people get hand, foot, mouth disease because they're dirty. And uh, <laughs> oh no! And, uh, and so karma kind of struck home um, because oh, because my son <clears throat> ended up oh, catching no. hand, foot, mouth disease from what you do to the baby. Somebody, well, see. Here's the thing. This is why I'm I'm not fully accepting the karma, but that's what I'm saying kind of indirectly. Because it was a kid at the daycare that had it. Came mm-hmm. to the daycare and then spread it basically to the whole daycare. So the whole daycare had to be shut down because oh, hand foot mouth disease was running all through the daycare. So you know, last week, not quite two weeks ago go to pick up my son and it's like, you know, he's all of a sudden he's running a fever. He's not eating. He's irritable. This, that, and the third. I go check him out. Yeah. He is kind of warm. Check his temperature right then and there. It's like, well, it is a little high, but not crazy high, but you know, anything that shows that he may not be feeling well, I automatically, I'm going to keep him home for at least a couple days. So keep him home for a few days. That was like, a Wednesday when I pick them up. Um, and so just kept them home the rest of the week, Thursday and Friday throughout the weekend, sent them back to school on Monday. Cause he was perfectly fine. Uh, ran a little fever 
but didn't see any other symptoms as far as like spots and rashes and things like that. So we just figured it was, you know, a little fever, wasn't feeling well, gave him some medicine. He was perfectly okay. Um, and uh, then discovered, you know, he had a few little red spots on the bottom of his feet, but nothing that was irritating him. Like I say, he was just bopping around, playing along like his normal rambunctious self. So as we go back the next week, we start getting notices that, oh, this particular classroom had a positive case of hand, foot, mouth disease. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> but, but it wasn't my son's class. So I'm like, but still in the morning before the teachers get there, all the kids are kind of in the same place, right? Uh, and once the teachers get there, then they take their respective children as far as their age groups to their respective classrooms. So I'm like, that really doesn't mean anything. I was like, I don't know if this means they've caught it and they've, you know, got everything contained and cleaned up until a couple of days later, there was another notice that it was uh, found in another classroom. I was like, ah, shit. And we go back and I'm telling wifey, it was like, what if that's what our son had, you know, last week? And I was like, you know what? I believe that's what happened. So I'm, I'm sitting up here and I'm like, you know what? Black people never get hand, foot, mouth disease. That's only white people. White people dirty. They only get this, that, and the third. And then my son ended up catching it indirectly. Not because we were dirty. <laughs> That's still kind of racist. But still, I just have to make that distinction. But they got a handful of Thanks for getting us. I think it's over. I, 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 I think this, I think this is it. We ain't even, what? <laughs> 20 minutes in. <laughs> we okay. are five minutes and 47 seconds in right now. <laughs> Just, this is it. A sponsor going to be interested in minutes. this and someone's going to say, you know what? Go to episode 52. Just listen to the first five minutes and be like, no, fuck that. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. But, uh, but yeah. But, so my son, I, we believe that he had a uh, hand, foot, mouth. Uh, but, you know, the fever, not eating, and this, that, and the third. Uh, but he didn't break out at all. So it's like, thankfully, we believe maybe it was just like a, a really mild case of it. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and say karma did hit a little bit that um, apparently black people can get hand foot mouth disease. <laughs> all right, so that's my confession. This is my confession. And... Uh, <laughs> you heard that song earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, speak, speaking of singing a song, so we're going to just jump right into it. We're going to jump right into it because th there's been a, a lot of funny things that's, that has happened in the last week or so. I just got to talk about. So since we're on the subject of singing and songs, R. Kelly is ready to sing. And I do not mean he wants to <laughs> drop another album. He's he's not dropping another album. He's not back in the studio. He's actually in the interrogation or or courtroom or deposition room or whatever he's going to be. Because since his conviction, you know, we talked about that in the last pod. He's been convicted of racketeering and a whole list of charges as far as sex trafficking and all this other shit. Uh, since this conviction... He now comes out and says he's ready to talk and reveal all the other celebrities that are also involved 
in this sex trafficking uh, ring um, celebs that dated and dealt with underage girls. And he said he's ready to reveal all the names. He's about to go full Takashi 6 9 up in this piece. And I'm I'm just I'm just looking at it. I read the, the title and I was like my mind is telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that nigga ready to say. Yeah. <laughs> but these charges telling me yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. So what y'all think, man? What y'all think about R. Kelly? He's 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 going full Takashi right now. He's like, listen, just like in that that interview, he said, "I'm fighting for my life," and he's starting to fight. <laughs> KT. Oh God! Not only that, he had to do the finger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fighting for my life. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all trying to kill me. Y'all trying to kill me. <laughs> Boy. Look, look, look. Oh, let me man. let me talk about it. Look, that's one of them. Ah, ah. <laughs> Don't you do it. Ah. Uh, that, that's when, when when you when you get ready to talk back to your mama, she popping in the mouth real quick before you but mama. Somebody need to pop that man in his mouth. Look, it is what it is. You already made people mad. Because you going into the system, because that that joker that's been win, winning the prison talent shows is mad that you walked in the building. <laughs> you know, he, he like doggone it. That joker gonna try to take my he gonna try to take my title. He gonna try to take my title. I've been went I've been back here winning for fifteen years ever since I got to this yard. And this fool wanna come up in here with all his R. Kellyness. Peeing on people, touching on folks. Think he's going to come up and make a song about me on the spot? Oh, no, he won't. I'm going to poke him up real quick. I'm going to poke him up. Look. This, this, I bet uh, his song, Feeling on Your Booty, going to have a whole new meaning. What? Where he a whole new meaning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they. Booty. And see, but he going to be stuttering because he's going to be scared. That's why he's going to be saying that. He be scared. Like, hey, he ain't ready. He ain't ready for that type of action. Oh, man. But no, man. Just because you get caught up, man, um, have a lot of family members and even you know people, classmates and stuff like that that's been through certain things to where one may have got caught and telling everybody. Look, if all of us got caught and we went down for something or whatever, and then I say it's kind of like that, you know, on Notorious when his boy said, "Look, man, you got somewhere to be. I'm gonna take this charge for you." Because ain't a point of everybody yeah. going down. If you did it, you got caught for doing it. Why in the world are you trying to break up happy homes? I mean, they wrong for that too, but they got to live with their own demons. They got to live with their own karma. They they got to answer to that whenever they go before the throne and on judgment day, hey, you let R. Kelly go down by herself. I mean, what happened? You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> don't go back and say, hey, well, doggone, uh, this man was there. Dang, this man was there. Because you could easily go back and talk about what's my man, uh, what's my man who dated Doggone Aaliyah too. Um, um Dame Dash. Dame Dash. Yeah. You can easily you can bring yeah. Dame Dash because they can say what they want to. Both of y'all was dating her at the same time in the same type of era. Y'all was still doing whatever y'all was doing, but then at the same time, like, look, she's at fault for whatever y'all had going on. She entertained it. The parents knew about it, but 
don't be bringing up nobody's name, man. Don't do that because that will have you. Right now, you ain't got no money. Right now, you singing for commissary. Right now, you singing for somebody to, fo- to fold your clothes and wash your drawers. Right now, you singing for it because you begging for money. No. Um, then Joker's going to beat you down for running your mouth. And the fact that they have okay. cell phones back there, the fact that, shout out to everybody behind the wall, the fact that some of them could be watching this um, podcast right now, um, you might want to um, watch the soap. You know, don't, don't drop uh-huh. it. You might want to watch your back, walk backwards or something. Find you a buddy or something. Sleep on the bottom bunk so you can keep your eye on the door and your roommate. Because uh-huh. telling them folk when you're already behind the wall is not what you want. Because you got even officers who will tell other inmates, hey, man, you know, that's a snitch right there. You know, that joke yep. right there. You know, he read it on such and such. You know the reason why such and such back here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because, uh, you know, Robert Robert told on him. Robert Kelly, um, in, inmate zero one two three four five six seven, um, cell bunk number whatever it may be. Don't do that, man. Think about your life. Think about your life. He ain't going to Rikers. Yeah. They killing that. Yeah, yeah. Which now the question looms of where would he go? Because th- this conviction was, um was given in New York. Now he's heading back to Illinois to deal with the charges there. And so mm-hmm. now the question is going to be, well, where is he going to go? Um, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if they're going to put him in a spot where he's, I, I, I just think let's, let's, let's just go down some song titles here because <laughs> when you look at some R Kelly song titles and, you, and now when you look at his current situation, I just, I just don't know um, how safe he's going to be. You know, Can't I'm a flirt, sleep, baby. yeah. You know, <laughs> Can't think, I, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Just, you know, if they gonna come up to him and start saying, "Seems like you're ready." Mm. Um, <laughs> to go you know, all just, the way. It's, it's just, it's just crazy. Like. I, I I don't know how safe he's going to be. That's all I'm saying. I I don't you know they they're probably going to have a whole twelve play album ready to go when they find him. I don't think R Kelly can afford to be in Gen Pop at all. I don't think so because I got two words for him: solitary confinement. Yep. See, and mm-hmm. the thing about it is, that's the worst thing you can do, and that's why. Bill Cosby said, no, put me with everybody. Put me with general population uh-huh. because when you're isolated, I mean, we out here, we're free. Mm-hmm. But the worst thing you can feel mm-hmm. is alone. Like, you could be around a lot of people, y'all. If anybody ever felt that sense of loneliness, you could be in a room full of people and still feel that sense of loneliness. But imagine yes. really being alone, like really legitly not wondering when your food going to come, wondering when you're going to take a bath, wondering when you're going to get a phone call, wondering when you're going to get a letter. Because it can be weeks and months before you get a letter. And that letter be back all the way to, from July. You're like, what? It's October. Ain't no yeah. way I'm just not getting this letter. Well, you you isolated, man. We really got to check on you. They only got to check on you twice right. a day. Twice a day. And that's to see if you're alive. They ain't got to do count because they know you in there. Right. <laughs> but 12 hours later, you could yeah. be dead. You know, when they when they change the shift and when <clears> they switch the shift, that's the only time they got to check on you. They, ain't, they don't even have to really come in and do nothing. You're like, yo, when I'm going to get a bath? When I'm going to get a shower? Look isolation is the worst of the worst and you think you might be able to have time to meditate yeah for that moment but when it gets lonely 
uh-uh. Because if can't nobody relate to you, you know, you're going to try to figure out what's going on. But general population, he better make friends. And he sh- I hope he made friends when he was in the county. Because somebody might end up going going, going there with him. So, because when you're in the county. All with- I'm saying is, yeah. look, sex me, mm-hmm, baby, throw your thong, throw your thong, slow dance, uh-huh. you remind me of something. You remind me of something. Sex planet. Yeah. Backyard party. Party. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my God. Burn it up. I'm your angel. Down low, your body's calling. Fiesta. I wish. Bump and grind. Mm. Ignition. The world's greatest. (laughs) Seems like you're ready. I'm a flirt. That's just to name a few. Because we know his his discography is long. Pause. And uh, (laughs) 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 but so much so speaking of these songs, if you don't have whatever copy of the songs that you may want to keep, you may not get a chance to get them because YouTube and other platforms have officially removed him from their platform. So the R. Kelly channel and his music gone off YouTube, I believe, um, Spotify and other platforms have done the same. See? But to go back to to your point of uh, him ready to sing and snitch on people, one one reason why I feel like he needs to, because one, even though he tried to portray himself as the street nigga, we know he ain't a street nigga. Yeah, uh, he may come from the mud, but there, there's just like. We come from the mud, but ain't ain't a street nigga. Like, you know, I may have done some street shit, but I ain't a street nigga. Mm. I may have some street tendencies, but I ain't a street nigga. That's mm. what I feel like R. Kelly. Like he he comes from the hood or whatever the case may be. Come from the mud, but you ain't you ain't cut like that. Yeah. And it's not necessarily to say that's a bad thing, but you're just not a part of that life. You may have had some affiliations to it, but that's not you. Yeah. So the 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 street cold or the cold of the streets. Shout out to to my boy Roland. He he goes by the name Cold of the Streets in in, in the battle rap where he he dope as fuck. Um, but according, you know, the cold of the streets is you know th- that's that's the whole no snitching type shit. When you a citizen, rules are a little different to where they don't really they don't really apply because you a citizen, right? You're not a part of that life. Um. In this particular case, if this is to really uncover a network of people involved in in manipulating sex trafficking underage girls, yeah, I'm gonna need those names. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need all that information. Um, you can write the names down. Hell, you can write a song. Mm-hmm. Let this be your last song. And he most definitely trying to title- get paid from it. So they, it's a book or something coming from because just by him even saying it. Somebody like, yo, I pay for it. What's up? This is true. And you know someone's going to pay for something. And with the way uh, these rappers and shit be recording albums and shit uh, while in jail, it's it's wild to me that they, they're able to do this now. Yeah. Um, because the recording devices record shit so clear, we just take that and pull it off there and put it on the beat, yeah. and there you go. Yeah. Um, but, Yeah. Put this in the song if you have to, but I'm gonna need I'm, I'm gonna need all the information, and we're gonna do the investigation because if this can 
if this is the tip of the iceberg, then yeah, let's let's discover the how deep this iceberg goes. Mm. Um, because you know, I, I don't consider him a street nigga. He ain't no gangster, no thug. He ain't a part of that life. So I, I ain't really gonna put the whole snitching thing on him. Now I'm still gonna talk shit. Oh yeah, you snitch like a motherfucker. Because, but, <laughs> but the racketeering thing means you had an organization. There's a mm-hmm. network of people who knew what you was doing and, and was help facilitating yeah. you You're doing right. this. So anyone that had a hand, whether they drove the car from here to there, whether they scouted, whether they sent a text message, whether they, whatever they did, whatever role, no matter how small it was, come on to the water wheel. Well, you know, in, they in Shelby, said that, we, have the, the, we, have, we have the Shelby fair. We know where if you get lost at the fair, the, the announcer will say, you know, someone, 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 so please come to the water, water wheel. wheel. Yep. Come to the water wheel. So all of them niggas who had any type of role, come to the water wheel. See, come to the water. I'm, I'm going I'm to need all of that. Because you said something and you said, um, I think, didn't his driver, didn't they interview his driver? His driver was like, well, I ain't see any of that. I got kids. Why, why yeah. would I allow him to be around my kids if he was involved in it? You're the driver, though. So the drivers is the ones who usually make money off the diaries because the driver know everything. The driver know this every drop-off spot. The driver know but, who's coming but in. But then it was out. like a court. But then it's like documentaries and shit mm-hmm. where, you know, for everyone, it was like, nah, I ain't seen nothing. Yeah. There was maybe four or five other that was like, nah, that nigga did this, 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 that, the third, the fourth, the fifth. Y'all didn't stop and him. So on and so y'all, y'all, it's almost like yeah. y'all supported it. Y'all didn't stop him. Right. And like and that's the thing. So it's like, you know, y'all, y'all giving all this information, but it's like what, what why you didn't stop? But man? you know. How do you know all this? How do you know? Where yeah. were you at? Baby? How do you, you know all this? Yeah. Exactly. Ba- ba- so basically like, telling on yourself. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you know, and there's a few that kind of did that where they were just like, nah, he did, you know, going on, uh, giving all this information. But that's where my mind went. Like, wait, wait, wait. How do you know all this stuff? And how do you know all this stuff? And, and you know, now we got to dig around and find you for you to give us this information now. Come on to the water wheel. R- report to the water wheel. Mm-hmm. That's all. That That's just how I feel about it. But, uh, that 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 boy about the same. He about the same, and and I, I believe he's going to do it too. I think he's going to negotiate. Um, you know that. I mean, he's already looking at life, so he's going to negotiate some some shortened term, and he's going to sing. He's going to sing like he's never sang before. <laughs> he he's going to sing. What's the album he oh. had? Black panties. <laughs> That man about the same, um, but unfinished, unfinished business. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, he but, even had, he know, even had one called "Write Me Back." Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> what? what I was talking about "Write Me Back." Really? <laughs> hey, oh, man. Well, listen. Uh, all I'm saying is this stuff is like. I don't know. It's, it's almost prophetic. Like the, the irony is so strong. <laughs> you you will almost think it's a prophecy mm-hmm. that, you know, we, we talked about it in the last part where it's like, of course, you know, we're, we're able to separate the art from, from the person, but 
sometimes a lot of the art is inspired by the person and their direct experiences. Mm. So it was almost mm-hmm. was like you was digging your own grave all this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All this time you was digging your own grave with the, the content, the song titles, and your behavior. You you was doing it all to yourself. And then finally, here we are. And it's all in every in all that dirt that you've dug up to make this hole is being put right back on you. And that's just I didn't do none of that. What evidence you got? <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> really, nigga? <laughs> really? <laughs> With the nigga please face. Really, nigga? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So, you know, uh, again, I, I hope he sings and and sings like he's never sang before. Because yeah, I'm gonna need all these names and people that you want to bring bring to task. We're gonna call them all up to the water wheel, and we're gonna because this this shit is real. And the thing that pisses me off is the fact that you know, of all the things that we've gone through as black people, we do this shit to ourselves. Mm. You know. We do it to ourselves. Like there's no racism. There's no systemic racism, no white supremacy, none of that shit going on here. We doing this shit to ourselves, our daughters, our sisters, cousins, nieces, you know, like we're doing this to ourselves. And there's people that are involved who like R. Kelly need to be brought on to task. So report to the water wheel. Um, I don't know. I don't know who is guiding him though, because you already been sentenced, right? You should have been uh-huh. doing this, but not sentenced. He's been convicted. You've been convicted, so you should. But you should have yep. been doing this four months ago. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. They 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 trying yep. to put you in jail for life four months ago if you had presented this yep. in court. Hey, I I, ain't, I wasn't the only one doing it. Um, but th- th- this yeah. is yeah. Th- that's the thing that kind of gets is. me because this whole time it's like, oh, I'm innocent. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You're guilty. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not the only one who did it. Like you, like mm-hmm. just. You know, I'm innocent. I'm fighting for my life. They're trying to kill me. Oh, la, 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 la. You're guilty. You're found guilty on all these charges. Well, hey, you was you with give me. me a deal. I tell you who else was involved. You was like, with th- me. That's huh? the part that yeah. pisses me off. Yeah, that's the like part it. that pisses me off. Like, and that also points to just how fucked up the justice system is. You know, the fact that it's not even so much about right and wrong. Everything is just about what you can prove, or or what can be proven in court rather because they're having fights like uh, uh, going on a small tangent the Ahmaud Arbery case with the three white men that killed Ahmaud mm-hmm. Arbery um, and after they kill him they you know shouting racist shit, shit at him at his uh, Ahmaud Arbery's dead body they're trying to fight the court of what can be admitted as far as evidence to their character to their life all this type of stuff um, and it's things that they know if this will be allowed in court, then it's an open and shut case as far as your intentions, who you are as, as people, your character, your, your, mm-hmm. your motives for confronting Amar Arbery. Like this stuff would be an open and shut case because you'll be, it'll be proven without a shadow of a doubt that y'all had a prejudice intentions and you had a motive to do something to that man. Um, and you so you know so it's just different things like that so it's like just you know there's different things that you can permit or have excluded from court that can literally make or break you know a, a either an innocent 
or guilty verdict. Like, and I just find that crazy. I find that crazy. Um, but that's that. We'll talk on that another time. But um, moving right along, because th- this is something that has really put a light in my heart in the last couple of days. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dave Chappelle is back for the last time uh, on Netflix. He dropped his his most recent and his final Netflix special, uh, completing his deal with Netflix called The Closer. And in Dave Chappelle fashion, he has pissed people off. Um, if y'all, whatever your opinion was of Sticks and Stones, then The Closer is going to be that with a little extra salt. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, you put some yeah. Lowry's on that joint. Oh yeah, you put some Lowry's on that one. Um, I and I'm talking it. with, I'm just with Salt Bay, all on it. Let this listen, <laughs> listen. Me and wifey watched it last night, and we were just like, "This man does not care. He doesn't care." And that is such an inspiration to people like me because I don't care. He's um, my favorite. He, he is like, my favorite comedian, hands hands down, down. hands down. And I, I was just, you know, I, I kind of dozed in and out because it was kind of late. You know, I have to get up at three in the morning for to, to be Mister Postman. But you know, I caught most of it. Wait so, you know, he drops his uh, his special and he's going at all the criticism that the LGBTQ people have, you know, have this campaign where they've been trying to cancel him for quite some time now. Uh, and mm-hmm. just for some reason, they just cannot cancel Dave Chappelle. And I wonder why. Uh, and I find it glorious. I find it glorious because... One thing that I love about Dave Chappelle is he 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 has a stance. Yeah, nothing is off limits, and he stands ten toes down in that. This is my profession. My profession is to speak on culture. Hey, babe. She walks in here to give me a pencil. She wants it sharpened, so I'm gonna sharpen a pencil for her. Mm, Exactly. Catch you catch it you catch the catch the um, uh-huh. the undertones. She wants a pencil. <laughs> come on, come on Shopping. in, come on in and say hello. Come on in. Hey sis, hey. <laughs> just just slap me all in the mouth. Just, Certi- just, cer- certified drug um, dealer over there. All right, I feel better. Aww. I feel better. Mm-hmm. I feel better now. <laughs> a pencil. Mm. I know what she was trying to say. Um, I do too. Um. <laughs> so, oh boy. So, uh, but one thing I love about Dave Chappelle. <clears throat> <clears throat> <throat> 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 Let me get myself together. <clears throat> Y'all gonna keep up with that hand, and I'm gonna bring something else into the frame. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna reach for something else and be like, Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like this. 
Don't do it. You say you're going to turn the camera off. Oh, I would never do that. I would never do that. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. So, the thing about Dave Chappelle that I love is the fact that, you know, this is my profession. My job is to tell jokes, to speak on society and culture, and to bring humor to the seriousness of society and culture. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I tell I tell a joke about you, that's my job. I have the same thing that you have called freedom of speech. And you are not going to stop me from saying what I want to say, because we know, let's just be honest, that the LGBTQ community, they have been steamrolling. The, the social construct of culture in the last six, seven, eight, I would say the last 10 years, steamrolling to the point to where it's, oh, we're going to literally bully you into thinking the way we want you to think. And if you say anything remotely that may offend us, then we're going to have some issues. Um, and it's not so much we're going to have some issues. They launched this entire campaign to where they try to destroy your very existence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've always found that to be bullshit. I also find it to be bullshit when, for whatever reason, the black community has latched on to this type of behavior as well, to where we feel like any and everything that may be done in whatever bad taste, poor taste, 15 years ago, 15 seconds ago, then we're going to jump on board to spearhead this cancel movement mm-hmm. to the point to where now any pro-black movement that seems to be pushed for, it's really an LGBTQ movement in blackface. And it pisses me off to see black people be used as puppets yet again for someone else's movement that really doesn't benefit you, black people, black community. But all that being said, people are pissed off. Of course, they're calling Dave Chappelle. Oh, he's transphobic. He, uh, you know, transphobic jokes and all this type of stuff. And one thing that they love to do, they love to take things out of context. Oh, he said this, but in the context, no, he didn't. That's not what he said. Or, yeah, he may have said this, but it's actually using sarcasm because he's telling a joke. You Mm -hmm. know, that type of thing. To where it was like humor is just completely thrown out the window. Freedom of speech is completely thrown out the window. And this is where this this part of the pool gets too left, too woke, too liberal for me. And I'm like, okay, y'all look like fucking idiots. So, um, so much so, that this side of the pool decided that they wanted to rise up and to push Netflix to cancel Dave Chappelle, remove Dave Chappelle from Netflix altogether. Everything Dave Chappelle needs to come down because he's transphobic. And the leader of this group is the National Black Justice Coalition. The National Black Justice Coalition has called on Netflix to remove Dave Chappelle's controversial stand-up that has been deemed transphobic. 
the National Black Justice Coalition. Who the fuck is the National Black Justice Coalition? <laughs> and why the fuck is the National Black Justice Coalition trying to cancel another trying to cancel man. a black comedian for LGBTQ issues and concerns. Like, the mental gymnastics there is like, what? Hmm. Now, you know, I I get you maybe my thing is, okay, if I don't like somebody and I don't, you know, if something they said rubbed me the wrong way and I don't want to support them, then I don't support them. Mm-hmm. But I don't sit here and try to come up with ways to destroy somebody because I don't like something that they said or I don't like their opinion on something. Right. This is really a dangerous practice. It's, it's getting out of hand. Yep. Because now this free speech and this the right to live free and be who you want to be, you're endangering yourself. You know why? Because you're starting to try to make it so that you can't say what you want. You can't feel a certain way without fear of retaliation mm-hmm. from this massive group of people just because you said one thing. Yeah. Right. And not everybody communicates well. You know what I mean? Or has the uh-huh. vocabulary to articulate the things that they're trying to say. And right. sometimes in the heat of a moment, they will say something that is not worded in the best way Uh and can be taken a certain way, but that's not the way they meant it. Right. Everybody has those moments. Uh Everybody. So you're telling me that I get upset and I say something, I don't word it in the best way. And so my intent gets misconstrued. And then you can just come for me and just take my livelihood and just destroy me because of one moment. Yep. Nobody is freaking perfect. Nobody. Every last one of us have said something, done something Uh that could get us canceled. Especially Every me. last one of us. <laughs> yep. Every last one of us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if somebody were to dig up some stuff that you said way back in the day, and then it doesn't give you the grace to to evolve, to, to change either. Right. It's like, oh, because I said this one thing years ago, I'm a horrible person. Like, I didn't yep. learn from that. I haven't grown since then. That makes no sense to me. This is really, really getting out of hand. 
And I'm yeah. sorry because people who know me know I really don't care who you banging, okay? Uh-huh. I don't care. It right. does not matter to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, dang it, I lived in Atlanta. Enough said, okay? Yep. I know. <laughs> Come on. All right? Facts. So I got plenty of friends. I don't have to, you know, broadcast yeah. that. I don't have to defend myself. I don't feel the need to. Right. But you don't have to. I will right. say people are too ding dang sensitive these days. Every little thing. Oh, I'm offended. I'm mm-hmm. offended. Oh, we're going to cancel them. Okay. All right. You but, have but nothing it, else to do with your time. Isn't it like a form of bullying, though? It is. It, it is. It, it's not a form of bullying. It's, it's bullying. And, and that's it's exactly what y'all are trying to stop. But where's the like she like like you said, KT? Where's the grace you're and the mercy? You're just doing it in another another form, in another way. Yeah. You're just doing it in another way. You're dealing with people, and I just say you're, you're more often than not because black people have completely jumped on this train. Now that there is a very fine line. Okay, say someone gets up and they say something, um, you know, just absolutely outlandish oh someone goes on this racist rant black people should die black people are niggers black people are inferior do i feel like accountability should be given absolutely but i don't care where you work i don't care what neighborhood you live in what car you drive i ain't doing all of this to be calling this that the third like i don't care now should should that be because i'm i'm still a little lean leaning towards the street justice thing if if that's what you want to do then okay on site i'm gonna knock your ass out but you know now if this if you're doing this in a capacity of where you work say a job okay cool yeah they definitely need to to know of your actions but i i don't in these instances of where they try to quote unquote cancel people for stuff that was done 15 20 years ago the, the only thing now that gets these people uh, into this, you're dealing with powerless, insecure people who wants to feel powerful and feel like they have some sort of influence to the fact that they band together and form this whole insecure blob of intolerance, which they, they, they move in such irony is that they move in intolerance because you're intolerant or you know, you're, you're ignorant. So we're going to act ignorantly and do all this, this crazy shit as if there is no, no type of way of accountability or anything like that. Like talking about what happened to the baby, right? When he said those ridiculous comments, were they stupid? Absolutely. Absolutely Mm -hmm. stupid comments that he said didn't make any sense. And regardless of the intention was what this is, I was trying to get the crowd hype and blah, 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 blah. And you know, the gay people at my show, they weren't offended because they was right there rocking with me. This, that, the third. But the internet gets a hold of it and, and people gets offended. And then all of a sudden, all these other people, it just snowballs. And now all these other people who got nothing to do with nothing, Madonna, mm-hmm. Elton John, all, now, now these people got to speak on it because it's just the social, the social bullying wave that mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me. But I applaud the baby because yeah, I mean, he he apologized and he met with 89 different HIV groups so he can learn something. Like, shut up. 
But one thing I do love about well, Dave Chappelle is the fact that the bag. that's what he was trying that to do. basically because he he's in the industry and that's what they try to do, which it it's just stupid to me. This whole cancel culture is is stupid to me. It is stupid to me. So like here, here is some of the things. Speaking of the baby, this is uh, a segment that uh, Dave Chappelle had uh, speaking on the baby and speaking of his history of who the baby is and in comparison to his experience with uh, this cancel culture thing. So share the screen one more time and we're going to play this little clip. <clears throat> Can y'all see it? Yeah. All right, here we go. The LBGTQ community doesn't know the baby's history. He's a wild guy. He once shot a and killed him in Walmart. Oh, this is true. Google it. The baby shot and killed a in Walmart in North Carolina. Nothing bad happened to his career. <laughs> Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> in our country, you can shoot and kill a but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. So show me the lie. Was he lying? Hey, he was not lying. I mean, was he lying? So it's it's stuff like that, and that's just all throughout this last special. And it got people because it's transphobic. Now, maybe this is my ignorance speaking, but when I see or hear the word uh, homophobic, transphobic, this, that, and the third, I, I understood that phobic mean like fear. Is does it mean something else now? Does it mean like, okay, he, he has an inherent hatred or, or, or an inherent fear of transgender people because he tells jokes about them? Like, mm. I, I, like I, I don't, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, I, I don't understand these, these people who gets behind this, this woke, crazy liberal stuff. Um, and then I look at black people and it's like, I don't understand how y'all can be on this side of the table. Not saying that the right side of the table is any better, but it's like, I don't understand how y'all can submit to either one of these uh, political and social agendas, whether you are conservative or liberal, because this table isn't for us. Isn't for us. But black people, of course, the National Black Justice Coalition is spearheading this, trying to cancel Dave Chappelle. And again, I'm like, what does this woman, what the fuck does this have to do with y'all? I have yet, I don't even know what y'all do or what y'all have done. Because the only time I have ever seen the National Black Justice Coalition pop up is when you're trying to cancel another black man over alleged which isn't the case, but you're accusing him of making transphobic jokes. That's when the National Black Justice Coalition pops on the scene. And I find that absolutely hilarious. And I'm like, have you ever seen Deaf Comedy Jam? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Listen. <laughs> have you ever seen Deaf Comedy Jam? It's, it's this time, man. It's this era right here. Like, like, the, the, like, come on, dude. Like, the the right calls them snowflakes. The conservative side calls the left snowflakes. There there's a picture. I can't find it, but I'll just describe it. 
there's a, a picture of two snakes. One snake is labeled the Republicans because we know the Republicans, you know, they some snake ass motherfuckers. Republicans, conservatives, blah, blah, blah. There's another snake with a unicorn taped to his head and they're called the Democrats with, uh, with the, a unicorn and a rainbow like graphics around it and they call the Democrats. Um, different methods, but they're both snakes. The, the, the better analogy that I like to go by when it deals with this Republican Democrat, because that's all this is. This is politicized social movements and that's being pushed and being shielded behind black people. As far as the LGBTQ, that's just, just how it is. Um, Malcolm X said that dealing with these people, you're dealing with foxes and wolves. We know what the wolf is. We know what the wolf does. That's your Republican conservative side. Now the fox wants the very same thing that the wolf does, but you're not as big, not as agile, not as ferocious as the wolf to just take it or just do what the wolf does. So they have to be cunning. They have to be mm-hmm. sly. Mm-hmm. They have to just, they have to use deception. They have to use stealth to get, to get their food, to, to seize their prey. And that's the Democrats, liberals all up and down. And I just wonder just how have we fallen so far and how have we gotten so blind that we don't see this as a whole to where we got black people willing to destroy one another over sexual preference. That's not even like the movement has nothing to do with you. If I'm just being honest, it has nothing to do with y'all. But y'all fight so so ferociously. Black Lives Matter, the name, we know what it was. They told you, they put it right in your face on their website. It's the LGBTQ movement. We're going to do away with the man. We're going to do away with the patriarchy. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Like, Black Lives Matter Incorporated is an LGBTQ movement in blackface. And y'all just get behind it and, and participate in it. So here, here's the twist. When they're talking to when this national black justice coalition, a bunch of dumbasses throughout the special, he's like, listen, he's telling these jokes because he's did telling the, uh, the experiences he had while he's, you know, you know, before they do that big special, they go to these little smaller joints and they, work the jokes out in the, in the little comedy bars and, and stuff like that. I mean, we, we, mm-hmm. we know what they do. So he's like, so in San Francisco, there's this particular bar that he goes, a uh, particular comedy spot that he goes to. And there he met this trans woman by the name of Daphne. For those who've seen the special, you already know, you know how the story is going to go, but I'll wrap it up as quickly as I can. Met this trans woman by the name of Daphne. Uh, say so he's telling his jokes, all of his jokes, that uh, he's told on sticks and stones. Um, and, and she's laughing, having a great time. Um, and eventually he met Daphne and they became friends. You know, this is all the while they're painting Dave Chappelle as this transphobic, you know, this evil, transphobic, hateful person that we just have to cancel. We have to destroy. Uh, and then they're taking all of his words out of context like they're doing now taking all of his words out of context, misconstruing everything. Um, and, you know, and, and 
all, all of this bullshit. So it's like, so he has this friend, uh, this transgender woman by the name of Daphne, they're friends. Um, and it's to the point where, you know, she wants to be a comic as well. So it's like, Oh, really good person. So whenever he's in San Francisco, he will have her open for, uh, open for him. And, you know, so just telling jokes and stuff like that, um, got close and during that time, sticks and stones comes out. Of course, the LGBTQ community is dragging him for all of these hateful things. Daphne goes online. Daphne goes online and defends Dave Chappelle was like, you know, he's, you know, a master of his craft. Um, you know, he's not what y'all are trying to paint him to be. Uh, he's a friend. Um, you know, this, that, and the third, the trans community turns on Daphne starts dragging and bullying her big time. So from day one of, she went from opening up for Dave Chappelle and spending, uh, you know, the evening with Dave Chappelle and all these comedic figures, Paul Mooney was there. Um, you know, all, he just named all these uh, comic legends that are in the building that's there in this room. She's sharing a room with all these legends uh, after the show, just, you know, ha ha, he, he shooting a shit type of thing. And the end of that night, Dave Chappelle's like, you know, you know, I'll tell her, you know, I'll, I'll take you under my wing and give you some pointers, show you what you're doing wrong. This, that, and the third, I will help you along with your career. She went from having that night, Till six days later, she killed herself because of all of the harassment and bullying she was uh, getting from her own people. It's crazy. Absolutely okay. crazy. But 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 where's the accountability there? Where's mm-hmm. the hate there? Right. Yeah. Because y'all wanted to paint a narrative on this man, and this person who was a part of your community is like, no, this isn't true. But because it didn't go to the narrative, y'all threw her under the bus too put her under so much bullying scrutiny and all this type of stuff. Not saying maybe that wasn't the direct thing, but it was enough to where she committed suicide. Yeah. Rest in peace to Miss Daphne. And th- this was this special. Once you realize what, what he was doing, it was like, these are all the jokes. I know she would laugh at. These were the jokes where she was laughing at. A, the actual trans person who was a part of your community that y'all turned on that led to her taking her life because of the pressure y'all was putting on her to get and fall in line. And, um, and it was the, where is the accountability there? Where is it? See, see, and mental illness is real. And, um, mm-hmm. shouts to everybody yep. who is seeking help, who is, who is going through, going to therapy because anxiety trauma all those things exist um i have friends that's that deals with that male and female and uh-huh. you know um ptsd from postpartum and the the experience that we go through it it exists and you never know when yep. somebody is going to snap but if it takes somebody to give their opinion and wait on you to decide whether or not it's fact or fiction this man said death murder we care more about you know uh, this somebody murdered somebody but somebody said one thing about a community murder a life or a community Uh a statement and that's his opinion you know um that's little john john that's 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 the baby that's what they call him in charlotte Uh um he made a statement 
but yet Dave Chappelle gave you an option, said, do we care more about an opinion over a fact? We care more about an opinion over a murder, over a life? And yep. that was worth enough for you to get counseled, but yet y'all go against somebody who says, well, dang, just like you said, where's the lie? Um, these are facts. This man did shoot somebody um, in front of his little girl. Um, to you know yep. whether or not they was you know it was right or wrong or whatever he didn't yep. have no time for it. What, what, so whatever. What, yeah, to to give a little context for for that, you know, uh, the baby was in I believe it was a Greensboro Walmart, Greensboro, mm-hmm. North Carolina, was with his daughter. There was a particular gentleman, I believe he was like nineteen, twenty years old, that was trying that that marked the baby. He was trying to rob him. He was trying to rob the baby and the baby, as far as his story, he was like, he knew something wasn't right just because the way, you know, the vibe and the way the, the person was acting around, around the way he knew something was going to happen. So he was like, he tried to call him be like, bro, like not right now. Like, don't like, you know, chill out, hold off. But the guy tried to rob him, pulled out a gun. The baby had a gun. The baby shot mm-hmm. him, killed him, you know? So it was deemed self-defense legally. So that's why he didn't do any type of mm-hmm. um, time or anything like that. Um, but it doesn't take away from the fact that he shot and killed someone. <laughs> so, and killed someone. And not one of y'all have said anything about that. Y'all haven't even done the the usual left thing where it was like, oh, the lyrics, oh, the lyrics and da-da-da-da-da. Y'all didn't even do that. Mm-hmm. Y'all just went to that one thing because that one thing is... And they should say you can shoot and kill a nigga, but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. Come on. So man. where's the lie? You can do it. The, these festivals will have everybody up there talking about murder, murder, kill a nigga, shoot a nigga, fuck a bitch, da 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 da. Just that and the third. But you better not hurt that gay person's feelings. <laughs> so that's the have society ever- we live in. And honestly, I'm just going to be honest. This is also what Dave Chappelle said in the special. And I was like, and I, I felt it 100%. He's like, I don't hate y'all. I have, I don't, I don't care to put any type of energy to hating y'all. I don't hate y'all. To be honest, I'm jealous of y'all because y'all, y'all have been moving so well, so well. And so he made the joke. He was like, well, if Martin Luther King would have told us to put some body oil, some, some body oil on and wore some booty shorts, we probably would have been free back in 1968. <laughs> he was like, if he, if he would have coupled the civil rights movement or if Harriet Tubman would have did the Underground Railroad where, you know, maybe you can, uh, you know, bump uglies a little bit, y'all would have been free back then. Because it seems this gay, this gay agenda or the gay movement, the LGBTQ, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. Like I said, it's been steamrolling for the last 10 years. Steamrolling to the point where it has accumulated so much power that it affects the social climate of our, of, of our society. Make a break to your the career. Point to, where, to the point to where teachers in school can literally, literally take down the American flag. Not like black people really have that really type of allegiance to the American flag until mm-hmm. some things are brought to order <clears throat> reparations um, where a teacher can take down the American flag and make her students pledge allegiance to a gay flag. Mm-hmm. That's fine. No backlash or anything said for done for that teacher. But a teacher teaches anything about systemic racism uh, and things like that. Oh, oh that teacher's yeah. out of there. That teacher's yeah. gone. 
oh, the idea of critical race theory, oh, it it freaks them the absolute hell out. Now, that's more of a, the the conservative side type of yeah, thing. They, can't, they but, can't even talk. They can't even talk about God in church, in school no more. Yeah, that's 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 bingo. Yeah, that, that's bingo. been out there. Bingo. Y'all don't talk and, about that one though. So it's like they can do all these things where it's like what. Where y'all y'all have drag day where people where men dress up as women and go to schools and read to children. Where y'all putting sexuality on children. Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. But you can do whatever, but you better not hurt that gay person's feelings. Have you ever uh seen Flame? Uh uh-uh. uh. She's What's a that? comedian. She's a trans comedian. Okay. And uh, shout out to Flame. She was, she was on uh, Tiffany Haddish little special. Uh, she ready, I think. Uh huh. Or they ready? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's they ready. Man, funniest one on there. Mm-hmm. Funniest one. But. Uh, she was talking about um, the fact that she said, I love my community, but y'all too sensitive. <laughs> uh-huh. Like she was really just breaking it down. Like, okay, y'all pick the wrong things to fight about. Yeah. Pick the wrong yeah. things to get up in arms about. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I love Flame. Flame is hilarious. Yeah, I have and, to check uh, her out. I have to check. Yeah, her out. I, I would wa- watch it. It was it was hilarious. Yeah, they have to check her out. And 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 ultimately, that's my opinion. Is that of of Deja Bell? I don't. I don't care. Don't care at all. I would even so much of acquiesce to whatever you prefer to be called. Ma'am, sir, whatever the case may be. That's no problem to me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But I am a little jealous because I see. Now, do I believe that there is an over-sensitive snowflake type attitude, especially that for those that like to stay on the left and these social woke people? Like, it's just a, like, it, it. I hate that word now because it used to mean something. Mm-hmm. Like, woke used to mean something. But it's 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 just a, uh, something to be ridiculed now. But for the woke folk, absolutely sensitive. But the thing is, they're sensitive altogether. They're they're too sensitive altogether. Whenever there's some sort of offense taken, the whole community moves. The, the whole collective moves on it. You don't got a choice but to respond to it. That's all. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of the LGBTQ movement. I see it. I see it. And it's like, and here we are. We, we get mad because, you know, even though I believe it's comparable, we get mad at all oh, the, the, the racist guy working at Walmart or, you know, the, the racist neighbor, um, you know, these little small instances where it really isn't worth your time effort, but anyone that gives, you know, racist, racist Karens that come and 
try to disrupt your day. You know, with, now we'll flip out. Now, I, I, I compare that to the same instances or someone telling a joke and then they flip out. But the thing is, we flip out about it one or two days and then we back off to ha ha he he on to our lives. I'm speaking about black people, but mm -hmm. the LGBTQ, that there's an offense there. Call the troops, mount up, no pun intended, roll, <laughs> roll out. And then they roll out and then they hound and hound and hound and do whatever they need to do until something happens. But there's always that one anomaly in this particular case that just doesn't work the way they want to work. In. And that anomaly in this case is Dave Chappelle. And, you know, all that being said, uh, absolute incredible because I feel like for me, especially since I've been doing the podcasting YouTube stuff, I feel like it's important to even question yourself. If I'm going to align myself with a particular belief, I want to make sure that I know why I want to make sure that I can explain it clearly, not because I heard this one person say it. So I'm going to just live in confirmation bias, which a lot of people are doing. They're only doing something because it somewhat aligns with what they believe. So regardless of what the opinion is, because it's also my opinion, then I'm going to categorize that as truth. Regardless of what I see. So I, I believe wholeheartedly that, that America should pay black people reparations. Absolutely. Hands down. But just for context and information sake, I, I go listen to the people who say that we don't just so I know what's being said, just so I have the information. Mm -hmm. I do believe that, that America has been a racist country. I go and listen to the other people. I listen to your Democrats. I listen to the Republicans. I listen to the CNNs. I listen to the Fox News. As much as I hate Candace Owens, well, let, let me, I don't want to say I hate her. As, as much as I disagree with the, the intention, yes, the, the ideology and the way that she's doing things to get to the bag, that's not to say that some things that she uh, expresses, I actually agree with. Same with your Brandon Tatum's and AB and all these other black conservatives uh, that do do what they do, you know. And I listen to your Tariq Nasheeds and your Sean Kings and people on the other side, just so I hear whatever's being said and I take all the information, then I form my own opinion. And then right. once I do that, I sit back and I'm like, well, both of y'all are both of, both sides, both of y'all are still full of shit. Because mm -hmm. both of y'all still do, as much as I agree with what you say, there's still some things I'm like, nope, that's not it. Mm -hmm. That's not it. As much as I agree with things that you say, there's still some things, mm -mm, nope, not at all. Then, okay, so what's the actual truth? You know, we, we, you know, we always say there's three sides to every story. You mm -hmm. know, one version, the other version, then the actual truth. I, I try to, let me hear what you say, you say, and then the truth is somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, that, that's my thing that so and the other point is I would rather oh I try my best to find a particular zone to where I remain open to criticism not not hating all that type of bullshit but 
criticism. If I'm going to be in a particular space, then sometimes all opinions aren't to break you. Sometimes even the harshest of opinions that may be delivered a particular way isn't necessarily to break you. That there's a particular saying that my mom, and I know it's, it's an old saying, especially down in the South, um, eat the meat, spit out the bones, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's just the, the thing that I try to take everywhere. So regardless of what, where it's coming from, at least try to listen to it, at least digest it and see, yeah, is there some naive. truth? Let me look at myself in the mirror as far as whatever I believe or whatever I do, my actions or my thoughts and whatever the case may be. Is there some truth to it? Hey, well, maybe there is a little truth to it. Now, does that mean I got to automatically, you know, um, submit to whatever your reason is? We, we're all going to have our, our prejudices, our biases about something. And that's okay. But I think it would help society a whole hell of a lot better if we can acknowledge these hypocrisies and biases and, and prejudices that we have and still be able to listen because we don't listen. Right. We don't listen at all. We feel like this is what I believe is absolutely right. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And you must submit to this or you're racist. You must submit to this or you're homophobic, transphobic, whatever phobic, mm-hmm. and you must be destroyed off the face of the earth. And I, right. I think that's absolutely stupid. Absolutely stupid. Right. And the fact that this is being pushed on children, children. And I, I fear, I fear for what society is going to. And it seems a bit more, not a bit more, but it seems more biblical as the instances occur. Um, and it's like, yeah, this word is crazy now. Crazy. Um, and I don't see it getting any better. Don't see it getting any better. So all that being said, y'all, y'all check out Dave Chappelle, the closer. Um, I found it to be absolutely amazing because again, the, the thing Dave Chappelle did was he held up a big mirror and was like, especially in sticks and stones and in the closer, he just held up a big mirror and made y'all look at yourselves and y'all just didn't like the reflection and mm. you're just mad at the person that held up the mirror. Wow. That's all. Wow. All right. I'm done preaching. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, man. Um uh I just I just wish you know people can be a little bit smarter, unfortunately. Uh, there's a funny tweet that I read that said, um <laughs> I hate when girls say I need a man that can handle me. It was like, excuse me, ma'am, you're a female, not a zoo animal. Handle your damn self. I just thought that was really funny. Um, because in a lot of these places I hang out online, I run across women who holds that, you know, Oh, you just weak. You can't handle me. You can't handle me. You can't handle me. And I'm like, do I need to handle you? What, what am I a beast tamer? What, what, what do you, what do you think this is? That's all. <laughs> That's all. I just found that funny. All right. So I've, I've talked for a long time. The floor is y'all. I'm good. KT? Yes. <laughs> you got anything to say on the recap? <laughs> <laughs> I 
can't. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this then. Players want to play. Lovers want to love. <laughs> but I don't even want none of the above. Eighties <laughs> baby, shout out to Dave Chappelle, man. Look, um, it's amazing. It's amazing that you said that he held up a mirror. Um, October thirtieth at two p.m. at Second Presbyterian Baptist Church um, around the Upstate area. We call it the Jumpstart House. Um, I'm having an event, and it's called Man in the Mirror because we have mm-hmm. to get to that point to look at ourselves first. Um, when I spoke yesterday, I talked about um, don't mess with my discount, and I talked about how you're the last person to look at your own self. You're the last person to actually hold yourself accountable. You'll look at everybody else's. You'll look. You'll be all up in everybody else's business, just like they all up in your business. Then all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute. Dang. I'm the problem. I'm the issue. But it takes either somebody else to say, hey, man, something wrong with you. Um, it's kind of uh-huh. like what you just talking about, how girls say you can't handle me. No, sometimes you just got to check. You ain't been checked, and that's your problem. And that's why you've been acting the way you've been acting. But let me check you. And you may not admit it to me, uh-huh. but when you go home at night, then then you'll you'll get it. It's crazy because um, it was ironically my mom was showing me. Actually, Vic, shout out my godfather, Vic. Vic was showing me a video uh-huh. of these lioness at a zoo eating, mm-hmm. eating a lion. And I was like, well, he can't be the king because if he was the alpha male, they wouldn't be touching him. But six of them was eating a beta lion. And that's the difference because, you know, when you have a alpha male, alpha male is not going to just let you say whatever you want to say to him without checking you. You know, and that's where that grace and mercy comes in. At. Like, I'm going to check you. I'm going to make sure you don't disrespect me in public. And I'm going to try my best not to disrespect you as well. But if you want that smoke, then this is what you're going to get. We got to get to that point of holding each other accountable, even ourselves. Um, everything that goes on in the world, everybody don't have to be so sensitive to everything. Just think about it. Just think about what was said. Just think about what is going on. Not every th- I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just trying to get you to see there's different points of view than your point of view. There's different ways to go than your route. The things we go through in life yep. are not, you know, we have to be able to work in a community amongst different people. We talk about the body of Christ. Um, the fingers not not jealous of the toes. Um, <laughs> the arms don't want to uh-huh. be the the arms don't want to be the legs. If we're working together as a body, then we all have our role. We all have our position that we need to play, and um, the camaraderie amongst ourselves to be able to fellowship and love and peace and joy and all that. It works as far as me trying to understand your opinion. I may not uh-huh. get what you're getting. I may not understand it the way you understand it because not everybody's from the hood. Not everybody's from the project. Not everybody's from the streets. Not everybody's from the rural areas. So when we come into the same room with all these different personalities, it's like, yo, maybe I can learn something from you. Guess what? They saying the same thing. So you have to get to that point of saying it's okay not to be okay. And I get that. Um, I say this all the time. Look, we got different of opinion and that's all right. But I'm not mad that we got different opinion. You might be mad that we got different opinion. I'm not mad at it. So I need you to understand. Look, I'm not trying to argue with you. And I know you don't, you disagree with me. And the fact that I disagree with you, we, that means we got time to grow. That means we have time to be able to come to an agreement and talk about what we disagree with so we can communicate in a better way. So that's just respect. So love each other, respect each other. And let's just get to that point where we can speak life, give life, and just, you know, try to understand each other in a better way. But yay. 
You know, when you're at a work, you talk about it all the time. Um, you're at a workplace where you don't agree with half the things they say or do. But guess what? You still there. They still there. Why? Because you you learn how to move the right way. Yep. Look, I'm not going to, I don't yep. like you, but for the sake of not disrespecting you, then if we ain't talking about work, we don't need to talk about nothing else. So love each other more, one, y'all. For real. Yeah, one thing was well, just one thing there um, that, of course, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, it's just that word accountability. Like it's not even so much of, it's not even so much of, you know, I got to, you know, check you per se, because I, I, I just know how women react to that. Oh, who you going to check? Who going to check me, boo? All right. And, uh, <laughs> and so I, I, I get that, but it's, it's still a measure of accountability or a, a boundary that is set. So just, just be accountable one another. One thing that I, I do really appreciate as far as what I was able to learn early, especially growing up in the church is the whole concept of working out your own salvation type of thing. Always checking yourself, you know, mm-hmm. also couple that with the whole, you know, specking your eye type thing, you know, how are you going to, you know, say, Oh, there's a speck in your eye when there's a plank in yours. Like, you know, look, look to yourself. If you want to be able to criticize others, be able to criticize yourself, be able to look to yourself, find faults within yourself, be real with yourself and understand mm-hmm. what changes you need to make for yourself uh, and to always look to grow. And that's just a particular lesson. I'm sure that lesson is being taught, you know, in, in other faiths, in other teachings and doctrines and things of that nature. But, you know, I, I grew up in the church, so uh, the church is how it was taught. Always hey. work on yourself. You work on yourself. Um, There's a song that says, sweep around your own front door. Yep. <laughs> you try yep. to sweep around mine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like worry about yourself. And I think if we can get back to a place where we worried about ourselves and we worked on ourselves instead of trying to make everybody else fit into our perception of what the world should be, then I, I, then comedians can be comedians and then athletes can be athletes and then entertainers can be entertainers and then, you know, everyone can, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's just it. That, that, that's in all. Lane. Yeah. Everybody stay in their own lane. And, you know, everything is just so politicized and divided now. It's, just, it's just crazy. Just stay in your lane. Just stay. <laughs> There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> but that's it, man. Look, I'm going to get us out of here a little early today. A whole 10 minutes or so. <laughs> oh, 10 minutes or so. But I, I think I think we definitely um, covered a lot, even though, you know, we didn't go down uh, the usual, you know, four, five, six topics. Uh, but... I think we did really good, really good pod today. Uh, got some really good, um, honest content out, and I appreciate you guys, appreciate you guys for listening. We still, still working. We scaled the the podcast down, uh, back down to a week instead of once, one a week instead of two. Um, and then I'm, I'm a still work on this whole too often. I'm yeah, th- this is true. We-, we was honestly doing like one a week for a while anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we, we do, you know, 
life is kind of hectic right now. Yeah, so life is happening so all around us. Good. Yeah, so so right now, two a week was just just a little bit uh, straining for us, and it is not even that is you know life happening, and you know this this roster. The top my credo crew is is supposed to be what maybe like what five six people, and <laughs> so it's like five or six people on the ride. But just life is happening to us all right now, and uh, five, so, so I yeah six, yep, yep I believe. Sorry, I'm me <laughs> yeah me you P Shaw Craig my, Mack uh, Drago voice. Yeah, <laughs> big big Shabazz to Magic Man. I, I would want to say five, like like a big Draco too. Five, <laughs> five. But yeah, we got we, we got a, we got a whole starting five, but all of us on the injured reserve. <laughs> how many? How many? How many? How many people gonna oh, be there? Oh man, yeah. So so <laughs> we, we scaled it back down to one a week uh, on Thursdays. And uh, thank you guys for continuing to support us. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna try to figure out how to make this, how to keep this thing moving and move a little bit more. Because honestly, I feel like honestly, um, this should be hitting more ears and more eyes. So I'm trying to figure out what I need to do to make that happen. So um, for those who are with us, thank you so much for checking us out uh, and for, for staying with us. This is episode 52. So we yeah, on that y'all. track to hit that. Hit that 100, and 100. I'm going to stop talking before I actually take us to an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. See, he so, does it every time. No, I don't do it every time. Maybe most of the time. And talking and talking, and I'd be like, <laughs> you do know I'm old now, right? Okay, like, okay. I'm All right. I, I get I get it. I get it now. All right. So on behalf of the Talk My Credo crew, I'm Dante Credo, <laughs> KT, Peace, y'all. Stay fly. Stay blessed. Happy birthday, Simp. I love you, girl. Love you. you. Baby girl. Hey. I don't know who that is. What's she? What's she? 12, 13 now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My baby girl. My baby girl is 12. (laughs) 12. 5'4. She's 5'4. Happy 5'4. Jesus Christ. But yeah, happy birthday. Eight and a half shoe. You see all her shoes over there? Oh man. Mm -hmm. But yeah, happy birthday. So talk my credo crew. Till next time, stay fly, stay blessed.